Hey, Fighter Dice Warriors. Happy Friday. Oh, so happy it's a new day. And knowing that I'm going to do my favorite things. Eating and training. And eating the way that I can be satisfied. I mean, oh, I am so happy that I found my way. And that I made it as fast as I could. And that took a long time anyway. Because I just want to enjoy the freedom of really loving every day. Because in my whole fitness life, I was always about trying to get lean, stay lean. So I never ate to fuel my workouts. Can you imagine? My whole career, I didn't. Because I had to always work off all the junk. I couldn't stop eating intermittently. So today is defeat to refeed day two in the FDA pill and burn. And you can still join there. You should. Because the education I'm teaching takes you out from diet needs, as in, if you learn, you don't need to sign up for a new fad or for a new fat loss program that is gonna make sure that you can't, uh, can't, can't lose, right? Like you cannot go wrong because it's so hard and so enforced that there's just way to comply. Until you realize that you're too smart for your own, uh, you're gonna find your way out and not do it. So that's what I know, that's why I don't, train my clients to keep on complying to do what I say because you gotta do it because it doesn't work anyway and it just ends in the same way that everyone ends up like screw you Pauline because I, it's not your life anyway and I agree so we agree together what are we gonna do now because here's the thing getting lean comes from competition dieting and getting in show shape now, the whole world forgot. That means you got to plan and take your time. It doesn't work overnight. At the highest level, Olympia level, the big bodybuilders, for instance, the men, they take months to get in shape. That's what they do. And you think you can just, because you want to lose fat, you're just going to do it? Remember again, yesterday, you don't even know that you want to lose fat weight or fat or muscle because you just have been told that you need to go on a diet and lose weight and that's that's it now you come to me and i'm i'm kind of stirring everything up good because life goes fast and i want you to have the same freedom and happiness that i have because i love to eat training yeah because that's how i shape my body but of those two food wins when you are to compete. So now when we talk about the scale and body composition, it's so important to understand who is the demographic? Who are we talking about? For the overweight people, the obese people, before you can get lean to be defined, you gotta first achieve a healthy, normal body weight range for your body. And it's not about politically correctness or how you can have any body size or shape you want, because you can. But hey, you're not going to have the fit body anyway. So there are rules and terms and regulations. It's just like, just because Pauline wants to be a gardener, it doesn't mean I'm going to have a garden because I still have to make it happen. I have to educate myself. I have to do it. I have the patience. And you know, am I doing it? No. So, but I can't tell that it's not working to do a garden because I'm not. Because I'm not doing it the way I want it to be. But that's the difference. So good to know the difference. When you have achieved a healthy body weight range, now everything is going to be much less powerful motivation-wise on a scale because it's just going to be of degrees, like so little. Because to build muscle and burn fat over time, it's a, it's a process that somehow keeps on going. 
and it just doesn't show up the way we want to on the scale. So once, just listen, once you get to that healthy normal body weight range or if you've been so obese that you cannot have, let's say you have dead weight, right? If it's not something that affects your heart or health, so you have healthy blood markers, like if you look at your blood, your chemistry, your labs, they are perfect, then no worries. So again, first the body size get into the range and then if you can't have that, check your blood and then when that's great, good, you're out, you're clear. So your leanness can be where I have never been, let's say, your body for you to be lean might be my heaviest ever even more, but it doesn't matter because it's not about my body, it's about yours. So relatively speaking, whatever you can do for your body that's going to be healthy. Because nobody wants to be obese. Nobody wants to or thrives of being overweight. So it's in your best interest how you're going to feel great and your body's going to love you for doing what you need to do, which is just have patience and eat and train the way you do as a lifestyle. That's all. So now the other demographic is the people who are like me, who have now a normal body weight range and now I want to change the way my body looks or how much muscle, how much fat, the shape, the definition. Now, this is something that you will never gauge or have any reason to look at a scale or a body fat scale from week to week to two weeks, between two weeks, three weeks. And even if you do a reading every three, four weeks, it might be a good or a bad day. Let's say you might be a fluke. So no matter what the scale says, once you have a normal BMI or an ideal body weight, that is better, the ideal body, like height and weight, but they have another kind of, a little bit different of, more like the classic ideals for the physique that we are striving for. So the ideals in symmetry comes from the ancient Greeks, and that's why we go for the X line, the V taper, because symmetry matters in how the body shows. So there are things like torso length, leg length, shoulder width, hip width, and so on. That is just the way the physique, physique world works in judging and how the bodies are rated. But when you live fitness life, it's gonna be up to you what you want. So when you're now like me, a person without a sport to just have aesthetic preferences or things that I like to do. I like, I like to train and shape and chisel like an artist. So that's why I do it. That's the only reason I need to do it. I like it. I like it. I love it. It makes me feel happy. That's it. But if I were to try to gain lean muscle monitoring my scale, I would never see any muscle gain at all in my life. I haven't pretty much in my whole life. Yeah, this is a good way in my whole life. It has never been on the scale where I saw I gained muscle or lost fat, pretty much. In my whole life, it was never based on the scale that I could say that I was going to refit. So then, now here is the kind of lesson I wanted to get to. When, let's say you have been on a leaning out now, you're on a diet plan to get you lean, you're defeating, and you are practicing like you were going to uh, compete, which means Every day, for months, every day, every moment matters. So you cannot go back on your word because any moment 
every day for months that I had can break the whole system. That's how easy it is to just foolishly thinking that it's not going to be a good deal. When you're not competing, you kind of have a tendency to kind of say, hey, I'm going to try to make it and then hope somehow that your body's going to allow you to have that food and it's going to be like a thermic effect because you read so much about how eating more burns more and you want to believe that when it suits you, right? And then when you go on a refeed, if you did, you would feel harder and happier. So you would feel definitely the feed effect. It's just not going to be enough to compensate for the excess calories. So it's like if you boost up your metabolism by eating more 10%, but you're eating 100% more, you see there's a problem? Exactly. It's about understanding the difference between theory and what is actually going to happen with the theory in real life. <laughs> so let's just assume now that <clears throat> I have been uh, getting leaner and then now I feel that I got leaner and I feel that I want to refeed. Typically, I want to have this cheat day, but now I have taught myself to have a better way. So I'm a little better, right? <clears throat> if I were to go on the scale to see if I can qualify for refit, which I used to do a long time ago. Well, it would be like this. I would, first of all, be super happy that I was leaner. So I woke up lean and happy. I feel like now I can have refit. I've done my diet. I've been compliant. Now I can have a refit. It's going to help me. Then, that was the visual. And I would be so happy, I would feel great, and I'm so happy. Then I would step on the scale, and then the scale would say, either, here's the fun. It would show the drop, I would first be happy, because every woman somehow, even though we want to gain muscle, we are so happy losing, because that's how ingrained we are about that in culture. If the scale dropped, first of all, I'd be happy, and then I would go, wait, how do I know it's not muscle? And then that would be a second, how do I know I should refeed now? And if I thought then that I would have lost muscle, then of course I would eat more because I feel like I could somehow uh, spot gain all of a sudden. I mean, that's not, it's not like you can go to the shop and shop for muscles. Like I need a little bit muscle now. Now it's just typically, we know how to, to puff up again by eating up. That's how it works. So then the muscles look a little more filler, filling, full. And that is why a lot of people also stop uh, staying on getting leaner plan because you get scared when you look flabbier, that your muscles lost their pump because first goes the water in the carbs you stored in the muscle. So now you're gonna look fatter. That's what I too had to experience. The first thing, Everyone knows when you go on a contest prep, you got to first look fatter, then you can get leaner. So imagine now if you're so terrified about dropping weight that you can even not even get there. So it's like, maybe half your life you haven't even been getting lean at all because you haven't even got to where the start of tapping into fat begins because you're just refueling the instant provision of your body in carbs and sugar and so on. So now, no, it's not keto again. Remember, you forget you want to desperately go to some solution. The solution is to learn that every day is going to be like an adventure. Do your best and learn yourself and learn how you are and your ways. Now, if the scale wouldn't move, I would then have to have the second debate of, okay, did I change something? Did I lose? Did I gain? And then I would second guess how I felt. So then I would start looking in the mirror and 
start to kind of wait. Maybe I'm not that lean. I start to kind of have different angles. And then all of a sudden, I don't know anymore. And if I felt then overwhelmed and no matter what I do, then I would also be triggered to kind of forget about it and just eat anyway. And if the scale gained, it would be like this. First, I'm super happy. I'm lean, strong. And then I step on the scale. It's up. Well, now I'm wondering, well, I'm not that lean. Well, I gained weight. So then now I can't refit. Even though I would have a super lean body, I wouldn't do it because it's mind over matter, which was not at all. But I felt like, well, this is not working. So now I can't have it. Punishment. And that's hilarious. When think about it, we want to gain muscle. But if it ever happens, we are going to punish ourselves to do that. So it's, see, how can we even get any muscle at all? <laughs> the reason why I ended up gaining muscle was that I ate like a pig, which really fueled all my workouts and made me so mad that I had nothing but to show myself who was the boss. So that's what I say, that you can keep on beating yourself up or be a victim of thinking crybaby that, you know, like when you start to think, I'm always hungry. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, no, you're not always hungry. You just have an appetite just like me. It's a difference. And you have to know that it's just natural. And it's the way it is because it used to be so easy back in the days when there was starvation all the time and there was a shortage of food. It was so easy then. It was so easy when there was nothing around you. There was nothing you could eat. So easy, right? There was no temptation. You could daydream all your day. You could still not be satisfied. You would not have it. Yeah, how easy was that? Welcome to that past, the past of humanity, that we have to endure starvation and keep on living and trying to survive. Is that what you want? So you're just a spoiled little brat like me that we have a candy lane, a candy store nation that we're just operating around. And that's the whole adventure. Instead of thinking it's too hard, because think about this. It's, I know the feeling of thinking that what is wrong with you? How can it be that you can never be satisfied? You can't stop your hunger. You have this huge hunger. You're terrified about it. And there's no way. And you just have to eat, right? That's what all my obese clients say first. But that's because the food they keep on choosing is the high-octane jet fuel fast food that I feel like this. Listen. Why do you all give your health, your money, and everything, your health and well-being to diet culture and to fast food when it's not at all in your best interest and they don't care and it's just making money off you? And how can you, how can you accept that? How can you not want more for yourself than allow yourself to be a used up dollar pretty much? A transaction. So, when you learn fight or diet and understand how hunger and appetite goes in rhythms and waves, you're going to learn that it's not going to be a forever hunger thing. You forget, you never get to have the big reward of having done my defeat to the level that I actually have a proper refeed. And then the refeed is a real big one that really stops all this stress that becomes part of getting leaner and hunger, that you have never had that satisfaction of eating what you feel is everything. And now you just wake up and you made it. So imagine your, your nightmare of eating everything 
and having mastery of your mind and do it. So it's not like having a diet, uh, a cheat day. It's not like you are yo-yo dieting, that you are building up and you're going to have everything inside because that is how guilt and fat gain and everything just comes. No, this is strategically planning for your anticipation of your food dream to live out. So yesterday, for instance, one of my clients, a mentor in the group, she loves her chips. So I said, why don't you plan to have a whole chips bag then? Because it's more enjoyable than having a little bit. Because at times you have to realize with food, it's like that orgasm thing I said. If you just give a little bit, little bit, it's like almost having foreplay and never get off. You're just not going to live to have that, that, that kind of life. You're going to get like blue balls. <laughs> not blue balls. Because you got to get off and you got to satisfy your desires. That's what we are here for. So now think about it, go back to the scale. So if I felt lean and I went to the scale, if the scale went up, I, was be, I would be upset and not know what to do. And if it didn't move, then I would just think I should keep going. And it might have not been to keep going. It might be that I was very lean and I should have refueled, but I was tougher than I was smart. So I just kept on and that was how you become diet depressed for a long time. That if you're just so disciplined, that you just keep on. It's not always in your best interest to do that. And if I lost five pounds, I would, I know, I remember the time when I came home from Peru and had the worst stomach flu or food poisoning or whatever. Typically when you go from Mexico or, no, no, sorry, I mean from any country. But usually from Mexico is where I've had my problems. Um, but I remember then that it was 2011 and I had, I shit in bed seven pounds in a week. And I have never lost more than, I've never lost more than five pounds, you know, like that's right after junk food eating. But any, any time after that, I have never lost fat on a scale or anything pretty much at all. When it comes down to my competition shape versus my fattest, 144 fattest, my competition was 18 to 112. So it's not that big of a range. So, so then if the scale then went, so then the scale went down and I would hope that I would have the look in the mirror. So somehow I thought it was gonna be shredded. I just look really skinny fat and flabby because now I have lost so much water. My body wasn't happy, so. It's really about getting over that. What do you think you're going to look for when you are already in a normal body weight range? You're not going to see it. You're going to be like me. And why is that a problem? Because it tends to make you reduce the interval, the time between defeat to refeed. So the refeed becomes too often. It's like those little spikes. And that just means the whole trend for your body is too high in caloric intake. So you're not getting leaner. The way that I could stay strong when I was facing this and having to spend months and pretty much nothing happens on the scale, it was just a part of the culture that everyone somehow knows that we have to take the photos, we have to keep going, and that's just the way it is. And that was before social media and everyday selfie and all that, so this was more like pick up the camera, find the film, 
you know <laughs> that's how that's how ancient I am so for me now for instance I weigh because I have it as a really good way of looking how my scale and my weight fluctuates I love it and I also know the limitations and the reasons so when right now when I'm heavier I just love that it doesn't matter to me because I know this thing that the combination of that I've learned from my own body is going to be like this if I'm lean and I'm as heavy as I can on the scale and it's not false because of having extra food volume in my belly that is a great thing because the heavier I am the leaner I am the the more calories I will be able to eat because I have just more muscle and more muscle can store more calories and I have higher metabolism that way more muscle burns more calories but that's why more intense training for instance is how I just feel better because it burns more calories has that excess post-oxygen consumption too so another reason to work harder to be rewarded more if the scale now uh we say if I, the scale is low and i'm lean then that same thing goes but i just know that okay great uh, i i am do like i can refeed now it's about always going there engaging how can i refuel because we would love to refuel every day that's the thing these refeeds are just our privileges that we can have to keep going so we don't get overly adjusted to lower intake and that's what separates me from the rest that i don't do the cutting calories as you go because i know that in the end you have to reverse what happens then you're not gonna have the power of your mind to do it patiently number two is i rely on behavior that behavior reconditions you to become better and better inconsistently which means you're gonna be like ram and me that when you get away from those sudden spikes of unplanned gluttony you are now gonna notice that the more you are persistent with healthy eating not junk healthy eating that is just inefficient at storing fat for you compared to fast food and and the processed food you love in cookies and cake and protein protein bars everything that isn't looking like a broccoli we love to make it this is healthy i know diet holy cows of diet junk food i know glorified so If the scale is then that I'm leaner and I'm low on the weight, then of course I want to refuel up. So it can be that I do need to have more. Yeah, you got to be like Ram and me. That means that you're so consistent that you're just going to notice that now it's hard to not keep on getting leaner. So now you have to add up calories very little by little. And that's when it's just joy, right? So right now, Ram, he thinks he woke up to paradise because I have increased his calorie budget from... 240 to 280 and he's maintaining his body and he can even fatten up a little bit because I like him a little fatter and that only happened because Puma disappeared she died and then he had no opportunity to gorge out on her food that made him have sudden cheat days in his life that I just couldn't override so that's what happened so you're gonna have the same thing happen that when you just learn and love the lifestyle you keep on eating and training suddenly you're just there and you think what am i gonna do and that's then when you go and step on the scale and you drop 10 pounds you're like oh my god you must be all muscle loss and then you go and eat pizza and chips 
And that's then when you realize that that's water. And if you trust the scale of muscle, you are not a bodybuilder at all. And you forgot, you just, you don't know what you're doing. You think it's about weight loss. When it's all about gaining muscle and burn fat by doing what you need to do that you are aware of, that you wake up tomorrow and I can say, what did you do? And you remember what you did. That's how you build your lean body life. And it's never going to be where the scale is going to tell you what is the next step. It will always be me asking what caused it, what, what led up to that. And if you don't keep that self-management, self-reporting, self-asking, self-inquiry yourself, you see how you're just going to impulsively go and do what the rest of your crowd is doing, what the whole world is doing, what is not doing, what isn't working, but even everyone is keep doing it. Why? Because the interest in going back on your word and eat food that is designed to be delicious. And you just never get to see how ignorant it is that you think it's not a problem to have it as part of life because you grew up with it or you have always had it around. I feel that you've been marketed to to the way that you brainwashed. Because there's a reason why I don't have any interest at all. And to me, it doesn't matter that I know how tasty, how delicious it can be. It still does not win over my preferences about what I want to be about. What do I want to put in my body? Do I want to, what I feel is not up to the standard for my body. And that has changed because I used to love to have all the ice cream and chocolate. The first thing that came to mind every time was cheat day was that. But that was also a phase, an era. I'd never go for that anymore because it doesn't reward me. And I don't like the way it makes me feel. And I don't like to have eaten it. I don't like the awareness I know about the food and how it's made and what's in it. And I don't like the policy. I don't like what it stands for. I don't like what I send out, what I, what I influence by choosing to eat this way and to stand for this. You see, so I think a lot deeper about this. And that's why I'm motivated. I guess ignorance is bliss in one way. But it's also not because it's so easy to see through this if you're aware of how you observe the same way the cycle of everyone is on the same samsara of never getting out of the the life which is the problem that everyone is trying to solve to get out of life as fast as possible out of fitness life out of getting lean life even though you say this is what you love to do so you're trying to love something and then trying to get yourself out of it but you're trying to hold on to it you're trying to pull yourself into it and here I wonder, don't you see that the reason why you keep on fighting is because the fight isn't about love. It's about you trying to do something that you not, you don't think that you need to do. Deep, deep down, you are not sure this is what you want to do. It might be that you feel deep, deep down that this is put on to you to do. And that's why you just refuse. So try to find the motivation that you're doing this for you, for your body. Your body is everything for you, just like mine. So my body is going to tell your body that you are everything. You are worth everything. And that's why your owner, your master, your mind, got to wake up and see all you can be. Because it's unfair that you don't even have a time and chance to show what you got. Because you person is always keeping on 
quitting on you. It's like having that relationship of that flake that you say you want to commit and you want to invest, you want to build a future and then boom, one day and then boom, gone again. How can you trust? And that's another thing that I just want to address that you got to learn to do reward yourself. You cannot keep on lying and say, I'm going to have this if I follow my plan. I'm going to allow this. And then when that happens, you are just putting the carrot further away. Like if you teach yourself into you just talking about that you're going to have this or that and you never believe it, then you're not going to have the way to power through. You just know you're bullshitting yourself. You never get to have the cookies you talk about. So then you have to be, get, you have to be getting better at lying and believing your lie. And you have to want to play that game. And that's what I love to do because I know exactly how to reason myself out. Because when I, if I ever have a little bit of mm, whatever justify thing, you know, peanut butter jar, if I wanted to have a whole bar jar, I know exactly what to tell myself. Pauline, it's going to be delicious. But then are you really interested to wake up first and feel that that was such a bad move? And ugh, now I have to spend more time before I feel lean. And that high, that ecstatic feeling of being in your where you want to be, like I can't even define it, but it's like where I feel. When I'm doing and following my what I want and how I do it, and it's so consistent, there's no break. I just, it really feels like being on a high. That's why I love to keep it up. Stay high and soar high, ego mode. Because it's all about understanding. Be, don't let that energy go away. Hold on to it and then self-seduce by remembering that you're going to have everything you want, but there's a time and place for everything. And imagine now that you're just building it up. Your foreplay, your anticipation to have your reward. And then when you're going to have it, it's going to be different. Because it's not going to be like with everyone else. That you're going to sabotage because you can't control it. It becomes too much. No, you're going to practice. So you have excellent confidence about how you do and operate around your delights. So you can finally realize and have the whole of, I can have everything. And I'm full and I'm satisfied. And here's the best thing. You are never again going to go to bed with fears of what is going to happen with me. What I'm going to work. Is it going to fatten me up? Did I do wrong? You're never going to have those sleepless nights of, is my diet going to make me fat? Am I going to get away? Am I? Because you're not living that life anymore of trying to get away. You are honest, sincere, truthful. And you want this for yourself. So there's no hiding anymore. Imagine that. You have no stress anymore. And there's no deadline but death because you're going to be eating and training somehow until you die. Which is the whole point. Imagine what a security. Assurance that you have something that makes you happy. And you know you're going to eat and be satisfied. So it's all about that. Learn a little bit of patience. And not impulse strategize. And understand this is all about trial and error and to learn and to be excited about the insights. Because the insights, the epiphanies, the moments, the self-knowledge is to die for.